Good evening, morning, afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the six-game winning streak edition of Unlocking the Victory Vault. edition, yeah. once again. That's hey, all we do. Joe, what's that? That's music. Did you hear that? <laughs> what is that? What do we... Are we a real podcast? We are a real podcast. Is We've got an really introduction happening? and everything. You didn't think we'd make it, but guess what, people? Here we are. Here we are. The sponsors are coming. Yeah, totally. They're, sponsors they, are definitely coming. I've been getting calls, emails. I'm just I'm just waiting to pick the right ones. I just don't want us to be associated with Ram trucks unless we are really sold on Ram trucks. So Right. Or they gave us one for free. So either one. <laughs> we're either waiting. One work. We're, we're still waiting. So anyway... That's been a good week around Nebraska basketball, which is why we're here Absolutely. to talk about Nebraska basketball. The Red Hot Huskers won two games since our last uh, episode aired, recorded, whatever. And uh, it's been uh, a, kind of a roller coaster ride. Um, life on the bubble. Just We're just living on it. We're living on it, man. Living and, on the bubble. And let me tell you, it's, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, <laughs> It's like it's hard to know one second to the other what is going to happen, what teams you need to cheer for, what teams you need to cheer against right now. Uh, as we're recording, St. Bonaventures and Rhode Island are at halftime in a big bubble game. It is a big the, bubble. The Bonnies are uh, right in that, you know, those last teams in uh, conversation, right, competing with us. So yeah, we're go, go Rams. Go Rams, I guess. Yeah, we're like one game or we're – Right next to St. Bona. Yeah, we're right there. It's, I think they're one ahead of us. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they lose. We're going to jump them. But, I mean, right. it certainly doesn't – or it certainly helps us Right. If they I mean, lose. And, and the Huskers have to take care of business, and so far they have been. We, they did that this week against uh, Rutgers and against Maryland. Uh, two more wins. and Two uh, more. Protecting uh, the vault. Protecting the vault. Yep, absolutely. I think yeah. we have the best – I don't think we've lost a conference at home. Not a conference I think, play. I think we're the only team. That has that not lost uh, at home because Ohio State was, and then they got beat by Penn State, mm-hmm. which they just got beat by Penn State again, which really doesn't help. What are the, I don't understand what they're trying to do. Losing to Penn State twice doesn't help us at all. Now nope. that like, Penn State just has that much more to play for when they play us. And then Purdue was, and then Ohio State went to Purdue. Yep. It's a big win for that was, Ohio State. That was weird. They're down by 14. I um, think that's a good thing for Nebraska for Ohio State to be. To win that game and to sit in first. Right now, they sit in I first know, place. In the I know. 10, That's so. why it's like, I guess we're fans, so we can do it. We can look ahead. But I would rather have them being the one. I'd no rather question. Purdue and Michigan State, like, yep. let's let them beat each other up. And <laughs> I mean, that's counting a lot of chickens because, you know, we have to win that first game to face Ohio State. But, yeah. Um, we'll get that. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that later. So, yeah. So this week, we saw the Huskers uh, take down the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Um, looking at that score here, that was a 67 to 55 win, uh, in the vault. Um, yeah, red hot start. We got off mm-hmm. to started yeah. rolling. I think we got up 20, 22, six, uh, maybe. Yep. I think that we got up. Everybody was obviously Copeland once again, always coming to the rescue at the beginning, getting things going. And I don't know. Rutgers doesn't really play like a coherent unit. They're kind of just a lot of ISO ball. A lot of the, a lot of their offense, they just depend on Sanders to throw stuff up and uh, uh, what's the other uh, Geo Baker Geo yeah they 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 depend on them a lot. Obviously, yep. we got beat on the boards, but well, that's, that's what Rutgers Nebraska. does. They do, and oh, Rutgers just crashes the glass like crazy. Um, they do. Basically, that's their offense. Is they go throw the ball up at the rim and probably miss it, and then go get the rebound. That's not a bad offense against Nebraska. I would right. place my bets on we can probably out rebound 
Copeland for sure and possibly Roby. That's why Nebraska has to like we have to rebound as a unit. Like yep. we gotta send four or five guys yep. every time. Yep. So the Huskers uh won that game behind uh big effort from what was it? It was actually a fairly balanced effort. You saw four guys in double figures, Copeland, Roby, Watson, and Palmer all And that's who it should be. Yep. Everybody, like that those are our guys. Like and, that's who it needs to be. And a freight train and, and Jordy Shimanga grabbed eight. <laughs> As Whoa. well, so uh, you know it was a really balanced effort all the way around. Hit a couple shots from from Gill in there, and and next thing you know, you got a twelve point victory at home against uh, the worst, well, record wise, the worst team in the conference. So yeah, um, I, was, I was sitting next to my cousin, and we got up big, and he and we were happy, but he was thinking like we kind of need Rutgers to come back a little bit, or else we're gonna get lackadaisical here. And they did; they yep. came right back. He kind of expected that, and right. I think he got within. Second half, I got within, I think, two or three. I don't remember. Oh, I didn't get that close. Didn't? You um, think it's Maryland, but it didn't get oh, wrong uh, game. Yeah, I, just know, I, I know they cut it. Um, and then we had to play again, which is like, I don't mind that. I don't mind yeah. as much as you want to blow out a team. We're not going to, I don't, we're not going to do that. It's not, right. we're not that kind of team. So, yeah, I mean, the Husker, so it had been an emotional week around uh, Nebraska basketball. And uh, so there were some questions about how they would come out and play, and they just, they came out and blitzed them. I mean, like you said, that twenty to no, yeah, I was twenty say, to four start, and right uh, away they got up. Yep, and which and that's what you need to do against yep. a lesser team. Just step on them right away yep. and assert your dominance. And you know we were able to kind of ride that wave. So that was good. I mean, that was expected. Obviously, we were going to win that game. Yep. Then it got. Uh, then who we play? So then, then uh, Maryland. Uh, Maryland comes on in. Tuesday. Uh, and that was, you know, a game that I thought was a pretty intense basketball game. We had two teams who were still alive for NCAA tournament contention. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Huskers, uh, it, it, Maryland took the uh, lead at halftime, 32-30, to 30, on a, a putback off a missed shot by Cowan uh, Fernando. Uh, Bruno. Um, Bruno. Bruno Fernando. Fernando. Nice name. Bruno. Bruno's yeah. first name. Yeah. He was a beast on the boards, obviously. Yeah, he, he's a really good basketball player. And we uh, we really struggled to defend him all night. Um, no, yeah, Maryland. Maryland, they had a different game plan than most other teams that I've seen. Okay. In the sense that they just, every, just about every possession, they threw a post-touch into Fernando or whoever was uh, else was on the other block. Yeah. And I feel like that's so smart. One, we're not very deep. We play eight guys, mm-hmm. and Jordy's our big guy, and Doobie we'd rather not play. Right. But Doobie's uh, like actually giving us some yeah. decent minutes. But, I mean, if you get Roby in foul trouble or Copeland, that that, that really hurts us. We got wow. that. Hold on just a second. Oh, Sorry about that. Oh. Autoplay auto videos. <laughs> we're, we're not professional yet. We're, we're getting there. But, uh, you know, we don't want to go that deep into the bench. And so Trudgeon, or was it Mark Trudgeon? I think the Mark coach. Mark Trudgeon, yeah. Trudgeon. Great game. I'll just go right in every time. Pound it. Like, Roby's not as, you know, he's going to get stronger, but he's not exactly there yet. Right. And obviously they just destroyed us on the boards, which you can just expect when you play Nebraska. Yeah. And so we had a tough time. Like, Roby, the first few possessions, he was all over him. He's very disciplined. But Fernando's a talented player and got his, so. It was definitely a battle. I was expecting it to be battle. Like, fortunately, Herter was in foul trouble. Yeah, that was huge. Early on, and they didn't shoot as well as they I think they uh, typically do. 
But well, I mean, I mean, and, and I mean, that was the big matchup for me. Was Maryland's one of the better three point shooting teams in the conference, and the Huskers have the best three point defense in the conference. So who so who's going to win that competition? Something, yeah, something's got to give. Right, and uh, in this instance, um, the Huskers held Maryland to five of sixteen from three. 31.3%, which is right about what the Huskers give up on a game-per-game basis. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was really a, a a standout effort, I thought, from the Husker defense to really run oh. Maryland off the off the line and, and keep them uncomfortable shooting. Yeah, they were, we were uh, – I mean, they're just like the defense is so much different than it was last year. Just the rotations down low, the guys switching off are in such uh, – synchronized just switching it it it's really i mean they just look really good doing it yeah. and since like where like our pick and roll defense is doing a good job of getting the point guard to get further and further out and then our guys down low are switching off well it's just it's a much different team yep. just defensively like i i guess we don't really think about it too much but our defense is just that much more improved too yeah. and one a uh, uh, a stat that i you don't see a lot from the Huskers winning is they won the rebounding battle. Yeah. It was 35 to 31. They only gave up eight offensive rebounds to Maryland. They scored, um, Huskers got grabbed 10. They got 20, uh, you know, and they picked up 25 defensive rebounds to Maryland's 23. So all, I mean, and I, I felt that in the game. I didn't, I wasn't watching that stat throughout, but I felt like we were rebounding really well yeah, no, all day. They, they were definitely sending guys, mm-hmm. sending more and, really making a concerted effort to crash which we need to do yep it's a obviously it's just a big concern that's by far one of our biggest weaknesses yep. is just defensive rebounding yep and offense re- those, those kill you nothing worse than playing defense for 30 seconds and then giving up a a, a d uh you know a far away shot offensive rebound now resetting to play defense and again for another 30 seconds that yep. kills you as a yep. defense so if we can eliminate those you eliminate second chance opportunities which i, I mean that's where a lot of teams get the bulk of their points against us second yep. chances and the huskers did a good job of getting to the free throw line again uh something they've done pretty well throughout the year uh, yeah, 19 Pal- attempts yeah. especially palmer yeah obviously just very crafty and they struggled a little bit from the line early but hit their free throws down the stretch to put the game away um uh roby hit a couple of big ones palmer hit the sealers the last two in the final second of the game to to seal the deal. So that was really, uh, like I said, it, it was in the building. It was a really intense atmosphere. Um, yeah, both I, teams, you could tell, knew what was on the line, and the Huskers were able to make a f- couple extra plays in the second half yeah, behind gonna... Dor- uh, Palmer's 24 points. In the, second the second half. half. <sighs> just a beast. That's just, it was almost like overkill. I, cause I was worried in the second half, like, the thing is, like, if he's that efficient in the first half, like, that's great. But I feel like we're also in trouble because if we don't have other guys going early on, like, like that's what makes it work. Is yeah. we have other like Copeland gets us like eight quick points, and that opens things up for everyone else. One, James is not using as much energy, and two, like when other guys are more involved early on, it gives you more confidence, and now Palmer can kind of pick his spots more. And so in the second half, there were if you if like watching it, Maryland kind of. Like there was a weave play that we run for Palmer, and they knew what was happening. Yeah, but Palmer's so, so quick and able to like get, he's able to get around his guy, and he's he's such a great finisher at the rim. Yep, that they couldn't stop it. So I mean, it was definitely a battle. Yep, and we did not get too many uh, buckets at the end. And like what, what like what we were talking about earlier, I was very frustrated with our timeout called 
I was like, I was actually just thinking like, let's just not call a timeout. Hmm. Let's just let Palmer do his thing. But so like you call a timeout with what was it for? I don't know what the time was. 50 seconds left. I think we're up one. I think we're up. I I know we're up one or at least two or three. This is when Glenn hit missed his three, right? This is when Glenn, like they, they ran some action out of that timeout that indicated like we had something set up. Yeah. But then it either blew up. Or we abandoned it. Yep. So I don't know if it was Glenn got a little tentative and just decided to roll it out or pull it back. But it was the same exact thing that happened against Penn State. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's great we won, yeah, but that's not that's not good. really poor execution at yeah. the end to shoot a deep three with no action. Fortunately, yeah, we misses it short. We get a rebound, but, like, I mean, that's one of the things that cost us the Penn State game is yeah. poor execution. So, like, that's a common theme we've seen. It's not, like, every game, obviously, but, like, that that killed us at the end. Like, we're just fortunate he got the rebound. Like, if we don't get the rebound, we could lose that game. And Oh, no question. It, kill, it, it was like, a one-point game at the time. And that kills our se- and that just crushes our season literally yep. right there. Yep. So, you know, fortunately he misses it perfectly to Roby. So. Yeah. But I was just—I'd like to know. I wish—I don't know. I, I listened to the press conference, mm-hmm. and I—I I don't think anybody asked him what happened there. But I wish they kind of would have. Yeah. Because I would have loved to know if, like, was your plan isolation, Glenn? Because I can't imagine that was our play. Because if we're gonna run isolation, it would have been to Palmer. But right. I was expecting some like pick and roll action with Palmer and Roby or Copeland, but you know, didn't go that way. So that was, you know, you don't like—I don't like seeing that. But hey, we got the win. There you so, go. There you go. <laughs> we got the win, and our guys made free throws yep. at the end. Down Roby, the stretch. Roby hits two, and then Glenn hits a really tough two, and then Palmer hits the two. We're up two, and he just he needed to hit one. It's like point nine seconds left, but yep. he still hits them. So our guys go six for six at the line. So yep. yeah, that was clutch. Obviously, that was great. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I mean the the late game execution from the line was good. Yeah, uh, the play call, you know, play calling I did not, not so like, much, but um, did not like. But like you said, they got the win. So we mentioned it. Uh, James Palmer Jr. continued his pattern of just having monster second halves. Um, yeah, I, I compare him to a, and in Nebraska, this this will resonate, um, a strong running game, right? There so you know. might stop him in the first half. You might slow him down. Right. But he's going to keep pounding and keep pounding. And late in the game, he's going to wear you out. He's going to get his, you know, 20 or whatever points every night. I love that comparison. That's, that's a good point, yeah. So, um, 24 second-half points, which um, there's some sort of record involved in there. I saw that on Twitter at some point. 24, man. Nebraska, we we're, we are thankful. We need to be yep. thankful that we're able to get him from Miami. Yeah. That Guys like Palmer, don't. <laughs> they're not just anywhere in the country. Right. This guy's an elite talent that has a – a great chance yep. to go to the NBA and obviously be first team all Big Ten. Yeah, I don't should. know if he'll get it. He should though. Yo, I think if he keeps, he's got three games left. If he keeps doing what he's been doing his last uh, six games or so, six or eight games, he he'll be first team all Big Ten. Uh, it, was, would be, it would be a travesty if he's not. And he's starting to show. Um, well, I don't know if he's on NBA mock drafts. I don't. I don't follow those at all. But. I don't think he is. I think he's on the next one because he's a junior. Okay. So they have him for you know. Hopefully, obviously he stays. Yeah. But he's. Obviously, the big. I was telling people before the season. I said, "Watch this James Palmer kid." I was like, "Yeah, he didn't play obviously for us last year, but I think he's going to be the best player <laughs> on our team." Yeah, and nobody knows what you're talking about, and nobody cares because right. it's you know Nebraska basketball, so nobody totally cares that much. But obviously, you've seen it, and this this is 
you know, a huge reason why we're as good as we are. Yep. Yeah, and because he's been as good as we are, we are sitting on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. The bubble. And uh, life on the bubble, as we mentioned before, is not for the faint of heart. The Huskers currently, um, if we take a look at bracket matrix here, as of, so this we are recording at about 7.15 on February 16th, so Friday night. And the Huskers currently are on nine bra- uh, brackets and are the fourth team out of the tournament at the moment. Yeah. Like I said, we're watching St. Bonaventure and Rhode Island uh, battle it out. Um, and the St. Bonaventure is one of those teams, the A-10 uh, squad is um, right there with the Huskers. They're the third team out. And Syracuse, Washington, Temple, Boise, and now all of a sudden Penn State with their hot play. And yeah, that's not, I don't like to see that. <laughs> yeah, um, are right there. So those are the teams to root against in the next few days. Also, USC, Baylor. UCLA. Do you think NC State's in that? NC State's mix right there. Bit? Here's a um, question. If our name was Wisconsin, <laughs> would we be having a debate if we're either in or not? I well, mean, I feel like we wouldn't, but if you have. I mean, Syracuse is a blue blood and they're right there with us. No, right. It's just like this year's been so weird. There's so many teams that are like six and six, seven and six right. in conference. They're in. Right. <laughs> 11 and four, Nebraska. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is we're not. There are no right. There aren't any quadrant one, oof, quadrant oh. one wins in conf- in the Big Ten. So, and we missed all of our chances outside of the conference. Yeah, not um, not like now. Let's come back. Yeah, it's like in the moment we're like, oh, we competed so well against Kansas. That was a fun game. Yeah. Oh, like the Creighton one we wanted, but like the Kansas one, I don't think anybody was like probably like we're mad we lost, but everybody's like, oh well, it's Kansas, you right. know. But now it's like. That nice. would probably be putting us over be, the top right it, now. Well, yeah, I mean, One I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't move us to like a six seed, but we'd be in the ten or eleven range, yeah. and easily that would be well because now we add a top ten win. I mean, one, you just add a win, and you take yep. away a loss. Like yep. that just helps a lot right there. And then it's our best; it'd be our best win by far. It's so like, I mean, you know, in the moment, it doesn't hurt that bad, but now, yeah, it does hurt. But yep. hey. Here's the thing. All we got to do is take care of our business. Yep. Like, let's just win. Like, yep. We have every game we're going to be favored in probably, and the Penn State one is going to be crazy Yep. because they're going to be playing for everything too. So. Yep. And so this game we're watching here is on ESPN, and Joel Lenardi is uh, the name that everybody recognizes when it comes to brackets, whether he's the most accurate or not, we can debate. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't know about he. They went to him yesterday. He's uh-huh. like in a bunker down. <laughs> we don't know where he is. They just go have like a little camera on him and – I don't know what this guy does all year. I'd like to know. I don't, he's probably in. <laughs> what do you do all year? Like trenched in, in, under a mountain in Colorado or Wyoming or something, and you know, I feel can't like let Joe Lenardi. Anybody get to Joe Lenardi? Does he have so. like pants on? Do we know? He's probably just like in his basement. <laughs> and uh, just go to no, him. That's a visual I really did not want this <laughs> evening. So thanks for that, Joe. Uh, but um, you mentioned uh, while we were chatting beforehand that uh, Lenardi mentioned that no power five team. That has gotten 12 wins in conference play has been left out. Right. He said that would be the first time ever. But also, and there's no another. team that hasn't had at least one quadrant one win has gotten in. Yeah, so, so something's got to give. Some, assuming the Huskers don't rack one of those up, if Michigan doesn't move up into a, the quadrant one or the Huskers don't pick up a couple quadrant one wins in the Big Ten tournament, um, some precedent is going to be set. Right. <laughs> um, and so, we're broken. 
So um, it's going to be interesting to, to watch and see what happens. But, of course, the Huskers have um, everything in front of them to put to rest any of those questions, any of those doubts. Yeah, and, so, and Tom Crean was also on ESPN. Now he's their analyst. They, actually pretty good. No, he is good. I, I feel like he's going to have a coaching gig not too, like, pretty soon from yeah, here. Yeah, I think so, too. He has really good insight. He said he definitely had Nebraska in. And then Hummel, Robbie Hummel, who's on BTN every single night. Yep. I think he lives there. He he was he's very high on Nebraska. Yep. Andy and Katz is high on Nebraska. Is he? I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a BTN guy too. Yep. So the guys that here's the thing, like the guys that are watching us, right, <laughs> are big on us. But you know, it it's kind of our own fault. Like we didn't get those wins early. So. Yep. But I like I like the position where they're at. They're playing good ball right now. It's just it's fun to like see like the 180 this team compared to last year's team. It's yeah. I don't know like this is yeah I mean it's it's stressful like we said living on the bubble but I'm taking this over everything we had the last couple of years, no question about it. So last year was was stressful in a different kind of way, and I didn't like that stress very much. So I'll take this every time. This is much better. Um, we'll talk. Yeah, one of those teams. BTN tournament. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so Penn State uh, is had a pretty good stretch of games here the last few days, the last few weeks. Uh, they have won, was it three in a row? Um, no, they won four in a row with wins over Maryland, Illinois, and Ohio State. Yeah, they just spanked Ohio. They like, dude, like, smacked them, beat them by 20, 23. Yeah, it's like, where, like, why did Ohio State not show up? Like, I, I, I don't know. That was disappointing. But Whatever. they... Uh, Ohio State was coming off their win at Purdue, so maybe they were sleeping a little bit, sleepwalking. Um, and Penn State closes with, get this, they close at Purdue on Sunday. Then oh. they play Michigan on Wednesday before coming to Lincoln to finish out the year. So wow. So they could... They've got the opportunity to get those Quadrant 1 wins that we don't have. Uh, that Purdue one's going to be... Especially if they, is that is that at home? It's in uh, no, it's at Purdue. Uh, at Purdue, that's um, that's still a career. That's gonna be great. They're playing for everything, and they're playing yeah. so well. And yeah. Purdue's not and playing Purdue's well. Not Purdue's playing, well playing at like all. crap. So naturally, Purdue will probably win that thing by fifteen points, and everybody's gonna be like, "Well, and so much for that." But um, if Penn State can keep that rolling, I mean, they're talented. They're a very talented basketball team, and um, very very deep. They have a yep. ton of playmakers, yep. especially with Reeves and Carr. These yep. guys are good, and they're they're on their. Now they're starting to click, yep. which is scary. And they come in here to close out the year in a week and a half. Uh, and I suspect that you are going to see a, an atmosphere that was rivaled No Sit Sunday from 2014. I know. Um, I don't want it to. Like, I want the crowd to be that crazy. I just wish we weren't playing for our lives. Hopefully we're not, but I think we're just kind of going to well, be. Well, I think both teams are going to be playing for their oh, lives, and that's going to make crazy. for an intense basketball game, which. On senior night. On senior night. Our beloved seniors, there Evan and Anton, yep. who have only been here for. And don't forget Doobie. Doobie? Oh, no. I thought Doobie was here. No, nope. he was a senior beloved. transfer. All these guys that like we don't really have any affiliation, like. A lot of affection for, but because um, they've only Evan been here Taylor's growing on me, man. Yeah, Evans like because he started to play better. Evans been good. I I will we'll talk about him uh, maybe more next week, but my uh, I w- I was go on record saying that I was dead wrong about Evan Taylor. Really? Yeah. Dead wrong. So we'll talk more about that uh, in coming episodes. But um, 
No, I, I mentioned uh, Penn State because they are, you know, they play Michigan um, and Purdue and Nebraska. And if they finish that strong, um, they can make a real run at that four, five, six line right now. I think they're sitting in sixth place right now in the conference, alone in sixth place, right behind uh, Michigan, a game behind Mich- Michigan, two games behind us. Currently, they hold the tiebreaker, although, of course, we know that we play them right. one more time before the season's over. Uh, so uh, it would be really interesting to see how Penn State finishes out these next two games before they come to Lincoln and yeah, finish out the season. That's going to determine a lot, especially that Purdue game and then Michigan, who's also not playing for their lives, but they're playing. for like They have an important yep. like uh, reason to play like, no these question. games because they don't want to – I mean, you want your best seed. Obviously, like they're pretty stuck in where they are for like the Big Ten tournament, but obviously the NCAA tournament's still like up. Well, and- I wouldn't say they're stuck where they are for the Big Ten tournament because they play Penn State, Ohio State, and then at Maryland to finish the year. Oh shoot! So if they don't handle their business, which there's no guarantee of that, then no, I'm not big on Michigan. Right. I don't really like. This. I love last year's Michigan team a lot, and I actually had them. I think winning the whole thing, right? Because that was probably crazy, but I always just pick with my heart. Sure. And I loved uh, Walton and yep. Wagner was growing on me, and I thought DJ Wilson is like the equivalent to what Roby could be. Sure. And I really just love their vibe. And then they that lost to Oregon. They lost to Oregon like a last second uh, missed shot by Walton, but they were a good team, really good team this year. I I don't know why. Like I want to, but. Actually, no, I don't want to like them. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> no, you I just no. it just like in the NCAA tournament, I always pick Big Ten teams because sure. I, I want us to represent well. So like in that regard, but I'm not high on them. And like Purdue's even slipped on a lot because I'm just worried about them going cold and Haas like possibly getting foul trouble early. And they don't they're not very deep. They don't they don't they don't play too many guys. So. Right. So the Huskers, as we know, face Illinois on Sunday, and then. Indiana on Tuesday. If the Huskers take care of that of those two games, you gotta like they, they'll be locked into fourth place. There's nothing that can happen yeah, on, on that last game for against Penn State that will move them out of that spot for the big for the Big Ten right, tournament. Yeah. Right. Um, and if Penn State loses one more game and the Huskers win one more game, they'll be locked into that fourth spot. I was gonna at say least, at least Penn State won't be able to jump. Then uh, Michigan could still yeah because we probably them, just need to get one more win. I so, think because we got. Oh well, I mean, if if we go one and two and Michigan goes three and zero, oh, they'll jump. Then us. they jump us, but right. like so, they Michigan needs to be plus two against uh, our record to jump into jump above us. So uh, it's going to be very difficult for Michigan to jump us, but with Penn State playing both Michigan and Nebraska, uh, if the Huskers drop the game against Illinois or Indiana, that game could be for that four spot. And that first round by in New York because yeah. Penn State will have the tiebreaker. So See, there's a lot riding on these few games, not just an NCAA tournament contention, but if the Huskers want to make a run in New York City, right? And that's it, like what could also help us bet. a ton. And yep. I think being the four seed, it, it you know it's different. Like we had this conversation before, but 
I mean, if we're the five seed, then we get to play like a 12 or a 13 and possibly right. get an extra win. Like maybe. I don't think the extra win it, against a 12 seed does you much know, for I don't, us. Yeah, it gives, us, it gives you one more win, but I don't know how much it helps your resume. It probably doesn't help our resume at all if we played a Wisconsin. Right. Which would actually be a tough game. That'd be the third time we played them. Right. It's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah. So, but also then we'd be a four seed and we'd be on much more rest. Uh, possibly the, the team that we'd play. If like Michigan were upset, that team would have two straight days yep. of games, yep. like, and we'd have none. So we'd be much rested. So we'd have a great chance to advance to a semi. So for the Huskers, if they want to make a run, you want Michigan in the five spot. I, I prefer. Think. I'd prefer them over over Penn. Penn, Penn State definitely because I think we're gonna beat Penn. Because I'm, you know, I always believe we're sure. gonna win every game. So. I think we'll beat Penn, and I don't want to play. I would hate to play the same team that we just right. played. Which is why I think it's such a big deal to That'd have Michigan. That would be awful. I would hate that. I feel like spot. we'd lose <laughs> as much as I don't like to say that, but that's hard. That's really hard to have like an emotional win against a team and then come back and play them again. Right. So I like our four spot, and I'd like to play. I'm fine playing Michigan again. I think, yep. I think we match up really well. I do too. So so yeah, there's a lot riding on these these last three games. I I thought things were pretty settled, and then all of a sudden, Penn State beats Purdue, and oh, they didn't beat Purdue. Who did they beat? They beat uh, Ohio. They State. They beat Ohio State. Beat them by and twenty. Purdue some. loses a game to Wisconsin, and Michigan stumbles around, and next thing you know, everything doesn't make any sense, and. No, the only thing that makes sense is Nebraska just keeps on winning, Yep, Dave. Right. We just keep on. That's we, what I do. I, I show up at my job after we win, and yep. I go, we just keep on winning, man. I just keep coming in here, and I just keep talking about Nebraska basketball. Just keeps on getting Ws. Yep, so that, I don't care how we get them. They yep. just keep getting them. Just keep getting those Ws, and we don't have to worry about uh, our position in New York. Uh, and the Huskers should win the next two games. Definitely. Um, I think I'm – a little worried about Illinois. I watched their game against Indiana. They press. Yep. Uh, my roommate was telling me that their coach is a descendant of uh, Bob Huggins, okay. who, if you don't know, is the West Virginia coach, yep. where they just press the hell out of teams. They press the daylights out of you. <laughs> and they're all over. I mean, that's that's just what they're known for. So they press all their every single possession after a made bucket. They put uh, Javon Carter, whatever his name is, Carter on him, and they just get after it. And yep. that is a horrible recipe. Yep. That's just for Nebraska. I don't want teams pressing us. When teams press us in the second half, uh, I just think to myself, like, what were you doing? Like, why were you not doing this? Well, when Glenn Watson checks out, that should that's an automatic. Let's just I, – I would bet that Thomas Allen or Evan Taylor have a good – they're not going to turn it over every time, but – there's a good chance that they turn it over. So I'm is that wow. So I'm just surprised that teams don't press us as much. Thank yeah. you, but I'm just surprised. Yeah. Like I mean I, it, I would it, I would it, you spend a lot of energy in the press. No, you so do. So I understand why team, and Illinois is gonna be facing three games in five days. Um so I don't I, I don't expect them uh I mean we'll, we'll be the first game in that. Um I mean the Huskers just need to do what they do. Um and not, you know, I don't know how much life um, Illinois has left in the in the season. They've fought hard a lot, but they haven't really come away with anything to show for it. No, two I don't. and twelve in conference play, they've gotten smacked around the last three or four games. Um, 
I was going to so, say, yeah, even though they press Indiana, Illinois doesn't seem to have too much firepower. Right. And they, I like their guards a lot. I think they're really scrappy. Yeah, I mean, they're, they get young, after it. they're young and talented. And so I think this experience will serve them well uh, in two years. Yeah, what worries me is I think uh, our team that made the run, 2014, they um, one of our losses in that little stretch was against Illinois. Yep. And they just play. They play hard. They press, which worries me. They play a weird zone on defense, which I think can definitely give Nebraska problems, especially if we're not hitting from outside. It's like it's going to be uh, incumbent on Anton to really. The kid needs to get his stroke going because he had it going early, and it it's kind of drift. Like he's he gets a lot of open looks for a great shooter. Yeah, and he just he needs to knock him down. Like I know he feels the same way. Like he. We need him hitting. Like, if yep. we're going to go, if we're going to go somewhere, we need him hitting. Like, obviously, we need everyone, but, like, we need Anton to hit his shots from the outside. Like, that, we really need that. Absolutely. What about our schedule? You've seen how weird the schedule is. Like, that one stretch, four games in eight days, and mm-hmm. now it's like we got five games, or we have five days off. Right. I think someone put up a stat, said, Nebraska had four games in eight days, and then after that, we had six games in twenty-one days. Yep. So I mean, what? I guess my, I mean, it's the four games in eight days was strange. Very. And then, and then basically, what happened is they got a bye week. Everybody yeah. gets a bye week. Yeah, we got That's a, all it was. Bye. And then from there, it's just basically a normal schedule. It's just the anomaly was the four games in eight days, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, they handled it about as well as you could ask them to. No, they got the wins that. Yep, they, they were supposed four. to get, and the Ohio State one hurts, but they played well. They played really well that game. Yep. Just poor execution last four minutes. Yep. So the Huskers need to. I mean, I don't care if they win by a point. I don't care how sloppy it looks. They just need to figure out a way to get into Champaign and out of Champaign with a win. <sighs> yeah, That's all I they like, need to do. Absolutely. It, all it's they need to do. it's a Sunday game. Yep. Uh, not too many Sunday games. Nope. I've seen. Have we? I don't even know if we played. Our last Sunday game any was. Sunday uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Our last Sunday game was December 3rd against Michigan State. Oh. So it's been a bit. Okay. That was a game we almost won, just lost by 31. Yeah. We were right there. Uh, yeah. Just a few few things didn't go our way. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> refs. Like the first half and then the second half. So neither half went our way. We got beat both halves <laughs> by a lot. Down 12 at halftime, and then we were outscored by 17 in the second half. So, eh, move on from that one. You know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, why did we need to re- – we didn't need to revisit that. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, should be a good challenge for the Huskers to see if they can stay focused, take care of business in what should be a sleepy uh, sleepy environment on Sunday. Hopefully. Afternoon. We're going to probably see the one three one zone a little bit. Yep. Which – kind of disrupts or disrupts offenses for a few possessions. Yep. Illinois doesn't run a great offense. No, they don't. So we might not need to use it, but there you, go. you kind of just throw it in there. It's hard to find passing lanes. You really need to run crisp, like smooth cuts, smooth offense against it to really break it down. So I don't know if they're capable of. I don't. I I think we'll see it though. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see in the it's second a, half. Yeah, I don't few think possessions. We, I feel like we haven't seen it quite as much as we. Did earlier in the year. No, and that might be strategic. I think that's actually I like it. I kind of like the way he's using it, other than like a few instances and in some games. Like, I like that we're not just expecting to see it, but 
He's sh- like we haven't needed yeah. it. Like Maryland, I don't think it would have worked. I think they're a disciplined team, and Cowan's actually like not a bad guard, someone who can penetrate and find Herder and the shooters in the corners, which right. is where it's weak. Weakest is in the corners. So, but you know, we'll. I guarantee we'll see it, especially if we make it to the NCAA tournament. I bet you we'll see hey, it there hey. too. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what that matchup looks like. Uh, you know, that's going to be a fun podcast to break down. Uh, whoever we end up facing in the tournament. Yeah, that would be I'm awesome. Not, I'm not, you know, looking too far ahead, though. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm just, you know, once we do our Final Four uh, podcast. Right. Once we play Kentucky, or not Kentucky not this Kentucky year. Kentucky once we play Virginia or uh, rematch against Kansas, oh, that'd, that'd be actually fun. be great. If we played um, Kansas You know what? Again. If we get to the Final Four, I don't care who we play. No, I couldn't care less. <laughs> Everything's gravy past that. Let's right. just get to the round of 32. Right, let's just, let's just get to a weekend. <laughs> That's it, man. That's all I want is get to a weekend. First weekend, second weekend, I don't care. Let's get to a weekend. Those are our expectations. Yep. Not get blown out of the building against Baylor. Anyway, uh, Joe, I think that uh, covers most I think, of... I think we hit it. Well, yeah, we covered a lot of ground in those 36 minutes. So next time, next time, hopefully when we come to you, one, you're going to be listening to your first podcast with music on it. Yeah, second, buddy. Hopefully it's another victory edition. We yeah, yeah. Hopefully two more wins. We come with a road win and also a win against Indiana. Yep. We'll be talking about that Penn State matchup. Locked into the four seed in the Big Ten tournament. <sighs> Ooh. Hope maybe a no sit Sunday. Yeah, I can't go to it. I got sick last <sighs> time we were there. And I just know I shouldn't be in the stadium because I, <laughs> I get too stressed and I got sick last time and it turned out poorly well i'll cheer for you so i'll need to watch it from home but obviously we're looking too far yeah we're on to illinois like bill belichick would yep. say you know we're on, uh, illinois. we're on to illinois on yeah illinois. so <laughs> <laughs> we'll focus there it's gonna be a good game uh hopefully our guys get after it early yep. on absolutely i we've had I, time to prepare we've absolutely. had off time we're playing well we're playing about as good as we can play so yep like cool. if, if we're for real, if we want like we're an NCAA tournament team, then this is a, a road win against a scrappy team. Those are games you need to win. Yep. Bad teams would probably screw this one up. Past teams would. So, you Just know, take care of business. Yeah, I don't think any game in the Big Ten is easy. I don't really care who Absolutely it is. Not. Like not after you've seen Iowa take Michigan State to I think maybe it's overtime or just Wisconsin beat Purdue. Yeah. So, again, like, everything's up in the air. Like anybody can c- compete with anybody, so that's why that's that's why you shouldn't get too worried if like we just beat Illinois like we used to like we did last time we beat Illinois at the buzzer. Yep. Like don't be too concerned that they're they were zero and six. Like yep. it's a like they play hard. They they have good players. It's hard to come by. Like wins are hard to come by. So mm-hmm. you know let's just find them where we can. So yep. so as, as we sit here, Rhode Island has opened up a six point lead against St. Bonaventure. Good. So hopefully they can hold on to that and uh, make it a little more difficult for the Bonnies. So on yes, that note, sir. Joe. On that, hey, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Obviously, if you're listening to it, you should you found be. found it somewhere. You found Tell it. Tell your friends. So I'm, I'm sorry. Like SoundCloud's not the best. So that's why I go to iTunes, uh, type in Unlocking the Vault subscribe leave us a review whatever you think it deserves add five stars to it and that's what you're supposed to put that's right um no but for real hey we're trying to make it so tell your friends tweet about it we will uh yes we will be on we'll be on twitter by the time this thing gets posted and then uh 
it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. There I think we that's go. the phrase, right? I think that's it. Okay, sweet. Well, until the next time, friends, see ya. See ya.